Welcome to Spirit Goddess. I'm May. I'm Joelle. Let's dive into the world of spirituality together. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode. If you think I sound a bit different today, yes, I lost my voice a couple days ago. Yeah, I'm going to sound a little weird. Yeah, I might squeak here and there, <laughs> but we're doing it. It's dedication, yeah. okay? I, I just sound a little different today. I'm so happy you're here, though, because the thought of doing this podcast by myself, <laughs> like, I was thinking about it. I don't think I could have done it. I don't think I could do it either. Because we bounce off of each other so well. Yeah. And it's like, who the fuck is going to laugh at my jokes when I have a joke <laughs> to tell? Like, no. It's all a joke crickets yeah and you're like oh my ego okay yeah oh my god but i'm happy you're here we are postponing the cia episode yeah just because of me getting sick a few days ago we just haven't had the right amount of prep that we needed to for the specific document that we wanted to do a lot of reading was going to go into this one the document that we were going to take was 262 pages long and we were going to read 100 pages to start Mm -hmm. just the first half but we both work full-time we both do our stuff on the side we just did not get to it and then i got sick so unfortunately no cia episode Mm -hmm but we're still giving you a good one. Yeah, and the next CIA episode, the one that we're talking about, is gonna be like a very interesting one. Yeah. We're gonna talk about- Should we say it? Yeah, fuck it. We're gonna talk about MKUltra and the whole like mind control experiments. And because that is such a big, big like experiment. Yeah. It requires a lot of research. Yeah, and we found so many documents that were just like one page Mm -hmm. or the first page. And then we finally found the document that's 262 pages long that talks about all of it. So we're gonna break it down into probably multiple parts. Yeah. At least two. Yeah. I'm thinking probably three because in the second half, it definitely gets pretty heavy. Mm -hmm. So we're going to break it down and that'll be kind of the few next CIA episodes. Yeah. So since we're postponing it and you're not feeling the best, we thought that we would just give you guys a very chill episode today, but still... Still going to be heavy. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be a little bit emotionally heavy because... We've decided to talk about trauma and overcoming trauma. Yeah. And because it is a huge topic in spirituality, especially when it comes to shadow work and doing everything. If you're not willing to go into the deep and dirty Mm -hmm. within your subconscious, your mindset and the way that you grew up, you know, tackling your inner child and stuff like that, it's going to be really hard for you to overcome certain things Mm -hmm. when there is trauma or situations that happen in the past that do limit you to a certain point. Yeah, and a lot of like your current triggers in your life most likely stem from childhood trauma. Like a lot of us like have this programming since we were so young and then we grow up and the reason why like we get triggered for certain things is because of what we went through as a child. And let's just preface too that whatever trauma you've gone through is not your fault, Mm -hmm. okay? Let's just put that out there. A lot of trauma happens, even from other people that they didn't mean to. It's just the environment that you were in, the way that you grew up, also like the way your brain works, but it's still Mm -hmm. not your fault. Yeah. So let's just say that. And 
yeah, I, I probably will cry at some <laughs> point during this episode talking about different traumas, but mm-hmm. we're going to be real. Like we talk about how it's so important to be authentic mm-hmm. in the spiritual community and that's what we're going to do. And if that means sobbing on yeah. a podcast, then I'll do it. Really laying all of our dirty laundry out for oh, yeah. everybody to hear. But I think it's it's important. And I think it's going to be relatable too. Oh, yeah. Which is going to help. Yeah. We're going to talk mainly about like family trauma. I personally feel like the people that you care the most of are sometimes the ones that will hurt you the most. Yeah. Which makes sense because those are the people that can actually affect your emotions the most. Those are the people you care about the most. So yeah, when something traumatic happens with a loved one, like it hits, yeah. it hits harder, especially when it's your parents. Oh, it hits. Yeah. It hits. Mm. <laughs> Okay, before we start off this episode, guys, we just want to give a little trigger warning. We are going to talk about some serious subject of abuse, self-harm, and trauma, depression, anxiety, all of that. So just a little trigger warning for you guys. So, should we start with... (laughs) Where do we even start? Oh my god. I feel like we both have some trauma related to our moms Mm -hmm. in different ways. I don't even know if I would necessarily call mine trauma, and I'll explain why. Mm -hmm. Because I think one of the, well, a lot of things went down with me and my mom when I was younger, especially when I was 13, 15 years old. And I actually heard my mom say this uh, a few days ago or a few weeks ago that she was talking to somebody at work and they were talking about their daughter or something and it came up and she said yeah 13 to 15 years old is like the worst of the worst when you have a daughter Mm -hmm. and it's true but it's at the same time it's like it wasn't my fault yeah you know a lot of the trauma that i went through in high school or a lot of that i came home and i projected it onto my mom Mm -hmm. and i like now I can't even believe the things I would say to her, how I would act around her. Like, I would have beat my own ass if I saw that happen now. Like, I would have actually, like, whooped my ass if Uh I saw myself do that again. But it's so hard because, like, it it, it didn't come from me the way that I was treating her. It came from, yeah, it came from other people hurting me. And, like, that little saying that, like, hurt people hurt Hurt people. people. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was doing. And, it's just awful but now like me and my mom are very very close Mm -hmm. and the trauma really comes from knowing that I said those things and did those things to somebody that I love and holding that guilt and resentment Mm -hmm. towards myself for it and also the guilt for never really verbally apologizing for it and just Mm -hmm. living as if it never happened but another thing that would be associated kind of with mom trauma for me was and this is the one that I'm like I don't don't even know if I would call it trauma Mm -hmm. my mom doesn't like to be photographed Mm -hmm. ever she is the most beautiful person I know and I think every child can relate to this is the mom that brought you into this world is the most beautiful Mm -hmm. creature thing you've ever seen Mm -hmm. and to see her not like herself was so hard yeah oh here i'm gonna start crying (laughs) it's okay (laughs) yeah seeing her like always care about her looks and 
I always thought that it was very superficial mm -hmm. and all that stuff, always needing to have her hair done and her makeup done. And I grew up in that, so I took a lot from that too. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like leaving the house without my hair done, my outfit, my makeup. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think mm -hmm. it helps, obviously, to look presentable, but it hurts that it came from a place of such, like, distaste, that my yeah. mom didn't like those things, never thought she looked good. Mm -hmm. And it hurts a lot, too, because, like, I look like her. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's your mom. <laughs> it's my mom. Like, I look like a photocopied version of her. Mm -hmm. And it hurts so much. And... I know my dad's listening to this and he definitely understands what I'm talking about, that my mom is just beautiful and she's never seen it that way and it hurts. Mm -hmm. Like coming from a child, it hurts. Yeah. And a lot of that has seeped into my life of worrying about my looks mm -hmm. a lot because I don't want to hate the way that I look. I do want to be photographed. I do want to feel good because I don't want to be like that. Yeah, and it makes sense because at that age, you're basically absorbing everything around you, yeah. right? Your brain is not fully developed. So whatever you're seeing your parents react to or feel, you will like absorb that. So it's yeah. maybe not necessarily like trauma you said, but it is programmed yeah. in you now to care about your looks or to care how other people see you because yeah. your mom that's how it was yeah. yeah 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 so like we said like childhood is really gonna program yeah you your beliefs everything yeah and it's hard because i i've obviously thought about having kids i don't necessarily want some but it's those little things that you know growing up and seeing that and then knowing how i think now if i had kids like what would be the thing that i do that would mm -hmm. hurt them because for my mom, like, that was never, ever the intention. Yeah, no. She would never want to hurt me in any way, make me upset, but it happened. Yeah. And it's like, what would be the thing that I would do? Mm -hmm. What's something that I do that would upset somebody? And then that's really hard, too, is, like, to try and dive deep and be like, what is actually hurtful to, let's say, like, my inner child? Because, mm -hmm. like, you would I do everything that I do now in front of a five-year-old me? I feel like you just noticing what has happened in that programming within you is already breaking like that cycle. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like your mom was definitely not born like that. No. Maybe her mom yeah. programmed that oh, in yeah. her. Therefore, she has programmed it in you. Mm -hmm. And just you acknowledging it is like kind of breaking that cycle in a yeah. way. And like breaking that, I guess you could call it like ancestral trauma maybe yeah. for, for your mom's side but that's one thing that I don't know if other people might relate to that but I feel like, I feel like every yeah I feel like everybody just women in general yeah maybe I mean, men like, too like, yeah um, but like a mom is just like a goddess mm -hmm. and it hurts when they don't understand that or they don't see mm -hmm. it and I can think I was saying women but like definitely men too, because I feel like a lot of men are programmed to act like a guy, act like a man. You're yeah. the men of the house, you know, take control, be strong, don't show your emotions, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. So I think it's all programmed within us. And society definitely does not help oh, that kind yeah. of trauma because it really adds to that programming, right? We're yeah. literally not only maybe does your mom feel that, my mom definitely has felt that too. 
but society oh it doesn't help adds for on sure top of that yeah no, I, I can I can speak for my mom <laughs> she's definitely listening to this too but like I'm gonna share something about <laughs> her but my mom had I believe a blood cloth in her leg when she was like fairly young and she had to get it removed and they had to take a big chunk of her leg off which left obviously a really big scar mm-hmm. and my grandmother would always make her hide her scar Ugh. on her leg even though like it's a scar like yeah, it's skin yeah th- removing that probably saved her life you know what I mean yeah but she was programmed to like hide that part and programmed to believe that that part is like ugly or is not you know up to the beauty standards yeah. so I think it's programmed within probably all of our parents that they should act a certain way or like look a certain way and then it's programming us us because we're we're like we're seeing it yeah Yeah. we're brought up into this and society is probably way worse than you know back then now with social media oh it's it's worse and worse everywhere it's plastered everywhere yeah one of the reasons why i literally completely removed my old social media and like completely started from fresh is because I was fucking tired of following a bunch of people that like photoshop their pictures yes. or Instagram models and as much as I love celebrities I can't I can't because it yeah. literally <laughs> affects my mental health when I see these people yeah. and it's fake so like <laughs> yeah it's it's insane the way that social media changed the game mm-hmm. for all of that yeah <laughs> unbelievable Ugh. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. And to go on the topic of my mom, I think I also have, well, mm-hmm. I have sh- for sure some trauma in there. Um, like when I was 12, my parents got divorced. And I at first I didn't really like, well, I think I understood it actually now that I think about it. But mm-hmm. it was just a very frustrating situation. It's like, how can you guys not work towards this you know what I mean I love you both yeah like why do you guys have to be separated and after that divorce my mom got into a lot of like different relationships with really bad men like really horrible men that abused us like one of them really really abused us so it caused a lot of of trauma and because of that abuse I've shared this story before so hopefully my mom is okay with me sharing this again but it is a part of my story, so yeah. I feel like I I have the right to share this. But like because of that abuse, it pushed her to try to kill herself probably two days before my sixteenth birthday. Ugh. So <laughs> you know, I'm I'm turning sixteen years old and like my mom just tried to commit suicide. And for my birthday, I get the beautiful gift of going to see her at the hospital. That like will always be yeah in my mind it is it is a trauma of mine like it oh, is yeah. definitely a deep trauma of mine and it affected me like for the rest of my life for sure and yeah. you know healing is a constant thing so yeah. obviously there's no way I can like fully get over this you know I have to go yeah. through it kind of and just feel the emotions whenever they come but ugh, life will never be the same after that you know no, what I mean like no. after that I was hyper paranoid if ever she did not answer my text and even to this day if she doesn't answer my call my immediate thought is like holy fuck is she trying to commit suicide again 
Yeah. I was a kid. I, I was literally a fucking child. You know For what I mean? For a kid to have to think that, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I was so... Well, in my eye, I was young. And to have to, like, see your mom, n- like, not being able to take care of herself like that. You know, I would come home for years, pro- since the divorce probably, like, from 2012 to probably 2019 when she moved away. Like, coming home to her, like, bawling her life out and, like, wanting to kill herself. Mm. I'm coming back from school. I'm like 13 years old and I have to, you know, pick up my mom and make sure she's okay and take care of herself emotionally while also having to take care of myself. You know what I mean? I have needs that need to be met and also protecting my brother. Ever since that whole, whole like ordeal, I just, I became a mom in my eyes. It's engraved in me now. I will always be a mom in some way, but because of that because I had to like to kind of take responsibility for for a couple years I became so so protective of my brother yeah like everything I would defend him when we were being abused by my mom's boyfriend like he would say shit to my brother that was unacceptable and my brother is young and he was very scared so I would always have to like come in the defense and even the my mom's boyfriend would say like bad shit about her like in front of all the kids and he had two kids of his own like so i was constantly trying to protect everyone yeah and during these times i just couldn't protect myself though in a way mm-hmm. so it caused a lot of of trauma within me and it caught up after yeah. a couple of years you know i definitely think the reason why i probably had like this this association episode definitely has to do oh with yeah all of that you know ignoring how I felt for so many years to try to protect everybody else mm-hmm. it definitely caught up <laughs> yeah and it all came like all at once and you know the past couple of years have been very healing and I will never blame my mom for what she did you know there are certain things that she did take responsibility for Mm-hmm. But I will not blame her for, like, wanting to harm herself or thinking that there's nothing better in life than her leaving. I don't blame her. She's been through so much yeah. herself. Um, so just forgiving, I feel like, is so yeah. healing. It takes a while to get to that moment. I don't know how many years I was angry at my mom for everything. Like, I was really pissed off. I was also pissed off at my dad because he also did some fucked up shit during that time too Hmm. so I was angry at them for like a a good period of time like I stopped talking to my mom for some time I stopped talking to my dad as well like I needed to get that fucking rage out that frustration out but after I did I even though they might not have necessarily apologized I forgave them yeah for everything and that forgiveness was extremely extremely healing and sometimes we don't realize it because you're in the moment and you're like you know I'm fucking angry fuck them for doing this you know it's all their fault why did they do this why did they do this to me blah 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 and once you realize once you forgive them you realize that being angry at them is sometimes even harder than actually forgiving them yeah 
And forgiving someone doesn't mean letting go of the situation. Yeah, no, because it, it happened. No, exactly. I will never let that go, to be yeah. honest. But I completely forgive them for that situation. They did not know better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, too, with parents. A lot of us think, like, oh, they're the parent. So, like, they're supposed to know what they're doing. No, they're supposed to be, yeah. you know, whatever, how they're supposed to be. But they're human, so they're going to react like a human will yeah it's totally normal you know what i mean becoming a parent doesn't suddenly give you immunity to all the troubles that life is going to throw at you no exactly it still throws it plus you have a kid no exactly and you will make mistakes like you're a fucking human like parents will make mistakes Mm -hmm. that's literally life you know yeah And I feel like what has also been very healing for me is my mom acknowledging my pain Mm -hmm. and my experience. Because even though we've been through it together, we probably have a different experience. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? My brother probably also has a completely different experience. So to just acknowledge our experience has been very, very healing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when they don't acknowledge that experience, it can be even more hurtful you know like my dad never really acknowledged that experience and for so long I resented him for not acknowledging it it was like why the fuck did you do this why you know Mm -hmm. what I mean what was the reason for you to do this to me and why are you not acknowledging it like you've just flown by like nothing ever fucking happened when you did all of this and I resented him for so long until I realized once again, he's just fucking as hurt as me probably. Yeah. And he doesn't realize what he has done. Yeah. Or if he does, maybe it's hurtful to him to realize what he's done and he can't uh, yeah, take and responsibility. It's, yeah, and it's like hard to admit. To admit, yeah, that he's made a mistake. Because yeah. once again, when you're in a parent, it can be really hard for you to admit that you've done a mistake or you've done something wrong to your child. Yeah. It can be embarrassing for them or they can think like, oh my God, I've done something wrong to my child. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's insane. And it's, it's so like, not interesting because obviously it's not like good, Mm -hmm. but to hear about like your point of view, having divorced parents and everything like that, when my parents are still together and they are high school sweethearts, I would not say that I had a bad childhood at all. My parents, I mean, the parts of it that were bad had nothing to do with my parents. Mm -hmm. It was high school. It was middle school. It was the other girls. It was all the kids. But my parents, I believe, did their absolute best Mm -hmm. with my brother and I. And they did. I really do think they did, like, the best they could have done. Mm -hmm because I did have an amazing childhood with them but there's still some things that can happen obviously it's not to the same level as the things that you've experienced and Mm. the things that you've told me but it's just interesting to see how like trauma and something that you've experienced and lived can live on with you for so long Mm -hmm. and something that didn't even happen but something that triggered something in your subconscious can last for just yeah, as long for years even though it wasn't anything physical yeah and that's the thing I've realized too is like 
I think I realized this maybe a year ago that this whole experience has made me addicted to control. Yeah. Because from 12 years old, like I didn't have full control, but I definitely like had a lot of control over my family in some way. You know what I mean? Like I was, I see myself as the mom for a couple of years. So I took a lot of responsibility on my shoulders and now I am addicted yeah to control I have to control everything I have to make sure everyone's doing okay I have to do all yeah. of these things to make sure that nobody gets hurt and that trauma has made me like that yeah that way and that's something I have to you know reprogram my subconscious and heal from because you know as much as control is good it isn't always yeah not good. for all situations yeah and yeah yeah and also just like feeling the emotions because I feel like for so many years I've just been like you know fight or flight mode yes I've been in fight for so many years and when I got out of that it all kind of like hit me like wow when my mom moved away when my brother was graduated and now a full-blown adult it's like holy fuck what have I done Mm -hmm. all of my teenage years I have not allowed myself to be like a teenager to feel all of these emotions for so many years I don't know what to do now because now I have to kind of face myself yeah and I have to face the fact that I've ignored my feelings for so long yeah and now they're coming back and now they're worse than before yeah yeah crazy (laughs) yeah it's crazy for like a kid to go through that oh yeah insane yeah and to be honest I I think I was (laughs) lucky to be at least 12 years old yeah because I feel like if I was maybe a little bit younger I would have probably had a way harder time yeah with this you know I was still very mature enough Mm. to understand what what was happening and what I needed to do I guess yeah or what I felt I needed to do yeah but now after all of these years of healing and just forgiving I have probably the closest relationship with my family. I've never been this close to my family. Like, my mom is my best friend, for real. Yeah. My dad, I absolutely love my dad. Absolutely. I will always love my brother, so. Yeah. But, yeah, no, we're just closer than ever before. And, you know, trauma bonding is definitely a real thing. (laughs) Like, me and my brother get along really well. And I think the reason why we get along really well. is because you went through it together. He's, like, the one person that probably truly understand mm-hmm. how I feel yeah because he's actually been through the same yeah stuff as me you know we've probably dealt with it very differently but still we've been through the same fucking mm-hmm. experience so we're all I guess trauma yeah. bonded together but no it's we have a great relationship now and even though like so many things this is just like touching surface level stuff to be honest because oh yeah we've talked yeah. about some deeper we've yeah. sobbed together yeah. cried together that was over. so healing oh it was it really was but after going through of all of this i would not change mm-hmm. my experience yeah and it's people are probably like what the fuck why would you not change that no i would not like everything made me the way i am mm-hmm. today i'm a strong fucking oh, person yeah. it takes a lot to like bother me now or <laughs> yeah to cause trauma because it's like You've been through it. Yeah, I've yeah. been through it. So, yeah. you know, someone calling me a bitch on the internet doesn't do fuck yeah. all to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> that That's and so funny. I just tell myself, like, 
as hard as it was, my success story will be so fucking amazing because of all of that hard situation. And I fight for everything I believe for now. Yeah. I, oh yeah, I am extremely resilient. And I think that going through that is what made me extremely resilient. Therefore, I will never take it back. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you mentioned really quickly how you and your brother are really close. Mm -hmm. Me and my brother are also very close, not from trauma, but Mm. ever since I was a kid, my brother has been the best big brother I could have ever asked for. Just so caring, absolutely loved me, wanted to play little Barbie games with me and Because your everything. brother's older than you, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. My brother is three years and like eight months, like almost four years okay. older than me. And I do still have moments in my life where I resent him because my brother is one of the oddballs that is extremely well off, extremely successful, He picked a career path and has excelled in it and is the happiest he could ever be. And it's rare. And I know that. Mm -hmm. But ever since he was young too, like in high school, we went to the same high school. I ended up having the same teachers as he did as I got older. And I was constantly, constantly, constantly compared to his success. Mm -hmm. That internally created an extreme fear of failure within Mm -hmm. me to the point where I get so angry, so anxious, and I like hate myself if I fail at something or I'm not able to be the most successful person there is. Because now it, not that it makes it worse, I love living with my brother, but (laughs) my brother is one of my roommates right now. So I'm seeing it firsthand, his success, and my struggle on the side makes me feel even worse Mm -hmm. because we've had the same upbringing and everything and I'm struggling in so many ways, but I'm also successful in so many ways, like having a podcast, having a tarot business, having, you know, everything. I have a full-time job and I'm very successful when I list it all down, but it doesn't feel that way Yeah, because there are still struggles. You know, I, I talk a lot about money in a few episodes on this podcast, but it is very real for me with money, especially yeah. right now because one of my roommates is moving out. So I'm going to have a big rent increase and I'm a little worried. And my parents who are the most supportive parents in the world who will not want to see me struggle at all, they will offer help. Yeah. But it makes me feel so small when people offer me help because it just makes me feel like I'm not capable Mm -hmm. of doing it myself. And were you compared a lot to your brother like as a kid or growing up? Never by my parents. It it mostly came from academic success, from schools and teachers. Most of the comparing actually came from me when I was small. Yeah. Because I wanted to be like my brother. I wanted to be as successful as he did. I wanted to have the good friends, the long-lasting friends that he had. Yeah. I wanted to have what he had, but I wasn't able to. Yeah. And it was hard. And then I saw him go to university and be so successful, find a job right away, become extremely successful. I went to school, didn't like what I wanted to do afterwards, went to something else and hopped here and there. And it's the fear of failure 
has been so real and I feel like in different ways a lot of people could relate especially if you're younger siblings or middle childs mm -hmm. to have that older sibling and I don't know if it's like real but a lot of the people that I know that have an older sibling the older sibling is like perfect I'm the older sibling and I could disagree <laughs> with that yeah. but like from the younger siblings yeah eyes, yeah the That's older why sibling is perfect like they have everything they're doing everything right and it's like why can't I get there like yeah. they did it but I can't and I can't do it by myself because all these people are offering to help me mm -hmm. but then it makes me feel like shit because it makes me feel like I'm completely incapable. Yeah, and that's the difference between us too. It's yeah. like you're a you're the youngest. Yeah. I'm the oldest. Yeah. So we had like that different experience where you might have felt like incapable or whatever. When <laughs> for me like it was the opposite. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially since, like, you really set your own pace and you set your own successes. Mm -hmm. And you built it out of nothing. Yeah. I'm trying to build it so that it compares to what my brother did. Yeah, and that's why I find it interesting that you're also bringing it up because I've never thought about that for my own brother either. Yeah, and I don't know if my brother... Like, I've never even asked him about it. Like, we don't talk about deep conversations, but... Mm -hmm. I don't even know, like, if he would even have a perspective on it. Uh -huh. If he would even think that I'm unsuccessful or not as good or... I don't know if he thinks of me that way. Yeah, because he could also think of himself differently. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if he... Well, no, I think he does think of himself very successful and very well off. Like, he knows what he's built and he uh -huh. knows how good he has it. Like, he is very aware of how successful he is. And I think me telling him or saying that to people also helps him keep in check. Like when I say it in front of my parents that what Ryan, my brother, has done is very rare uh -huh. and it's extremely hard to achieve, I think that's when he realizes it a bit more and more is when I call it out. Okay. But I think he does know. But I don't know what his perspective is on me. Uh -huh. Because I'm also, like, very, very harsh on myself. And I know everybody is their own, like, harshest critic. But ever since I've been young, like, I have just been so hard on myself. I've talked to other people who are younger, like, the youngest. And we all have that same mindset about our family and our siblings. That's the thing, too, is... My brother is four years ahead of me. Mm -hmm. and Obviously, he's going to know more. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that seems to fail all logic inside my yeah. head that he is four years ahead. Like me, personally, four years from now, am I going to look up to that success yeah. the same way that I do to my brother? I mean, maybe. Yeah, exactly. But it's just like I haven't even lived as long as him. And I'm still comparing my successes mm -hmm. in the present to his in the present, mm -hmm. which is so odd, but it's a mindset that's been in me since I was really, really young. Mm -hmm. Now that we've talked a lot about our, our trauma, maybe we should talk about like how people can overcome or not necessarily overcome, but like tips to heal yeah. from trauma. For me, from my perspective where it's like, I don't even know if I would call it trauma, but it's just these mindsets mm -hmm. and stuff from when I was younger. 
just being aware of them and then being aware that like it's not true yeah like the mindsets that i've built myself up until now they're completely false Mm -hmm. like me comparing myself to my brother why am i comparing myself to my brother yeah he's a completely different person like he's he's not even me Mm -hmm. why would i compare myself to somebody who's living a completely separate life than me when if I should compare myself to anybody, it should be me yesterday, me five years ago, me 10 years ago, because that's the only person that's lived the same life as me. Exactly. Like nobody else has lived the path that I have and chosen the decisions that I have Mm -hmm. up until this point. I'm the only person who's done it in my shoes. So I don't really understand why I compare myself to others when they're completely different people. Yeah. So that realization and knowing like, that's completely wrong. Like that's dumb. That's mm-hmm. literally stupid for me to compare myself to these people. Like that realization in itself that nobody in this universe has walked the exact route that you have is very helpful to understand that you are doing totally fine because you're the first person ever to ever live your life Mm -hmm. there is no right or wrong you're the one living it you're deciding what's happening yeah as you go there's no path for you to follow per se it's your own choices and i think when you really really understand that which i'm still trying to understand every day is when you can really just focus on yourself and not what others are doing Mm -hmm. yeah i love that and it's once again we've talked about this like a conscious reprogramming yeah. of your subconscious beliefs yeah it's just constantly whenever those beliefs come up like literally saying out loud or in your head like no this is not true you know i am not a failure i am a winner you know i am successful yeah. really telling yourself that whenever those beliefs come yeah. up that aren't yours and even if it's as simple as you know thinking you're unsuccessful or whatever Okay, write down all the stuff that you did succeed at. Yeah. Because I promise you, there's a big list of those too yeah. that you're completely ignoring. Exactly. Literally celebrate all of your wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even the smallest ones. Yeah, because we only bash ourselves for failing, but we don't even say good job for the exactly. things that we do well in. Yeah. At all. Exactly. No, that's a that's a great thing to do. Just being super grateful yeah for your current successes no matter how small mm-hmm. they are also just journaling or doing some shadow work is extremely healing what has helped me is like literally writing a letter to all of the people oh, that yeah. i've been wanting to say something to whether it literally be like telling someone fuck you you know fuck you i'm angry write that letter you don't have to send yeah. it to anyone but just, just let it out it. like don't hold yeah. on to it writing it down can be so healing and i truly feel that a way to heal i guess or not i don't like the word let go but like I'm going to use it because I don't know what else to use, but like letting go of your emotions mm-hmm. is to feel them. You have to feel them first yeah. before being able to, let's say, let it go. Yeah. So journaling and really being angry or being sad, sometimes you apologizing is healing. But if you are not comfortable with sending people a message or sending people a letter or you're scared of how they're going to react or whatever, 
literally just write it down yeah keep it for don't yourself. even send it to them no, write you it in your notes to. app or something you don't have to you know and there's there's literally so many letters i have in my notes app for people yeah. even sometimes if you need to physically do something literally go somewhere grab some plates that you don't give a fuck about and literally go throw a fucking plate outside you know what i mean like yeah. don't harm anybody or yourself but if you need to let some anger out or some steam out like literally find healthy ways of yeah. releasing join like emotions. a kickboxing class or something yeah, or isn't yeah. there like literally rooms that you can destroy yeah them? yeah like, rage rooms yeah literally go there go yeah. throw, throw an axe apparently it's extremely therapeutic yeah. <laughs> like literally do that yeah. and another thing don't be scared to also talk to people including a therapist yes that's one thing too like if you're dealing with extreme trauma you know sometimes just using uh, for lack of better like term like just spiritual methods mm -hmm. a lot of things like a lot of people could benefit from seeing a therapist even yeah. if you don't have trauma in your life even just with those subconscious things or even just life in general speaking to somebody being fully open mm -hmm. somebody like a therapist can be extremely beneficial especially if you've dealt with a lot of trauma yeah exactly and if you don't have any like safe outlet or anybody that you feel fully comfortable with to share your story or whatever you feel go to a therapist go to a doctor like don't yeah. be scared to reach out to professionals and i know that some people can have a lot of trauma associated with therapists and stuff mm -hmm. like that but not all therapists are the same so like don't yeah. be scared to also do some research and find the best therapist for you because it doesn't mean that every therapist is the best therapist for you yeah so yeah. really find that one person you can connect with and feel comfortable with to just share some stuff that you feel like sharing mm -hmm. i think those are some good tips to yeah for sure help heal from trauma well we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we'll see you next Friday. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and Google Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Spirit Goddess Podcast. We're happy to have you on this spiritual journey with us. See you next Friday.